Hi everyone, I'm Eric, your host of The Eric Leslie Show, and today we're talking about professional winers and how they hate the single card slot in the brand new Z6 and Z7 mirrorless cameras from Nikon, and how Adobe has dropped support for Windows 8 and early builds of Windows 10 and El Capitan on macOS. And we wrap up the show with Susan, who wanted $1,500 from her guest so she could have a blowout Kardashian wedding in Aruba. Today's Thursday, August 30th, and let's get into the show. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend. It feels a little funny asking you this late in the week. It is Thursday already, but I've been super crazy, super busy. I had an amazing wedding last weekend. Uh, we were shooting up at the Mount Shasta Resort, uh, and we had uh, kind of unusual weather conditions. It was really smoky, which everyone was all bummed about because it completely obscured the view of Mount Shasta from the resort. But on the positive side, it added this sort of surreal light, and it was almost like fog, but almost better. It had this warming quality to it. It was just really amazing light that I've never shot in before. So uh, I'm super pumped to get into this wedding, and you can check my social media. I've got a couple quick shares I put up. Uh, namely, one of the bride down by the, the shore of Lake Siskiyou is just amazing. You need to check it out. But let me know what you guys did last weekend. Did you shoot any weddings? Did you do any portraits? Any? Let me know what you did. I'd love to hear about it. And you can even drop me some pictures. Uh, show me what you got. But did you guys hear uh, Nikon released or announced a couple brand new mirrorless cameras, the Z6 and Z7? Um, I'm pretty excited about them. Um, but just like with anything in the camera world or in the photography world, it just seems like Nothing's ever perfect, and people are super quick to sort of jump on the complaining bandwagon. And uh, my personality, I just don't go there. I tend to find the positive in things, and uh, if a product doesn't work for me, it doesn't work for me. And I'm pretty sure this Nikon series is going to work for me, so I've already put in my pre-order for the Z6. I don't need the megapixel version of the Z7. I'd rather have the speed of the Z6. But uh, the one thing that does does kind of stick out uh, is that so both cameras only have one memory card slot, which is a super bummer. Um, I've gotten used to shooting with dual cards since, oh, my D7100, I don't know how many years ago now. Um, I always shoot with the cards on backup mode, so just in the case something fails, I've got a backup copy, and uh, knock on wood, I've never actually lost a memory card. I've lost a hard drive in a computer, but I've never lost uh, a memory card. So I've had a good run of luck, but I don't really like the idea of going down to one card. That said, I think there are viable workarounds. For example, when I get this new camera, I plan on taking, uh, for example, a Western Digital Passport Pro. It's like a battery-powered little four-terabyte hard drive that will automatically back up a card in the field without a computer. So, you know, after I shoot a wedding or if I'm filming conservative, I can pop the card out at, during a, a break pop it in this device and it'll back up the card for me. So um, while it's not as good as dual memory cards, there's definitely workaround solutions. I mean, there's all kinds of other gear that only uses one memory card um, all the time. I mean, many video cameras only shoot to one card. Back in the day, just a couple of years ago, every camera only had one memory card. Um, I don't want to, you know, knock on progress. Um, I mean, when technology improves, you know, our jobs get easier and gets better. So if I had two memory cards, I wouldn't have to take the extra step to back it up in the field. But um, things like the Passport Pro, uh, I'll put a link down in the show notes for you. To, you can check it out. Um, that device makes backing it up super easy. So um, if you can handle uh, not backing up a card, you know, for an hour 
before you, you know, head home or get jump on a flight back home or wherever you're going. Um, I think you're in most cases, that's enough safety for you. And in my experience, usually cards get corrupted when like you take a card out of one camera and you put it into another camera and start taking pictures or uh, you don't format the card in the camera before you use it. Um, that's a big thing I do every single time. So uh, the other side effect or the other thing to consider is they're using XQD cards, which are much more reliable than SD cards. Earlier I mentioned that I've never lost an SD card. That's not completely true. I've had a cheaper one that I bought that like the two halves of the card sort of delaminated and the card fell apart. I was using backup mode, so I still had the other card. Uh, but just as a test, I literally put the cards back together. I glued them or I put the card back together, both halves. I sandwiched them together, put a little super glue on them and put them in my card reader. And I was still able to get the files off. So technically, I never lost any of the data off that card, though the card physically did fall apart. And the XQD cards are much more robust physically and uh, internally. They're much higher quality memory cards, so they generally are going to be safer to use. The only downside to XQD at this point is Sony's the only company you can buy uh, an XQD card for. Lexar went out of business and it was bought, and supposedly the new company is going to re-release it. Um, part of the announcement for the new Nikon cameras, the new Z6 and Z7, uh, was that Nikon's actually going to have their own branded XQD cards, so that's amazing. So anyways, yes, it's a bummer that the new Z6 and Z7 only have a single memory card slot, but are there workarounds? Absolutely. So, you know, buy a camera that works for you. If it doesn't work for you, if you find in your business you can't take the risk of running a card uh, for an hour or two before you can back it up, uh, you know, that's your personal decision. Um, and for me, I'll definitely take this camera to a wedding. I'll take it anywhere uh, and I will shoot it and not have any problems shooting with a single memory card. And I'll probably get some hate mails, hate tweets for that, but you have to sort of weigh the costs. Is it worth the benefits that the camera brings you versus the loss of a single memory card? In my opinion, I think it will be, but time will tell. You know, if I get this camera in my hands and I find that it doesn't meet my needs, I could return it. You never know. Basically, nobody is making a decision based on a few, you know, influential photographers that have gotten early copies of this camera in their hands to play with. Uh, nobody's actually done much with this camera yet. There's a lot to learn about it, so don't freak out. You know, try to stay positive and don't be so brand myopic. I mean, I'm a Nikon shooter, but I, I really am brand agnostic. I don't really care. When people ask me what brand to get, I always tell them, get what your friends have because that way you can share lenses together. Um, but there's so many camera systems now. Um, really, just get what you like. It doesn't really matter. I mean, if it feels good in your hand, buy it. Uh, if you like the way the shutter sounds, buy it. If you like the way the lenses look, buy it. If you like the way it looks, uh, you know, when you pull it out of your leather hipster camera bag, cool. Whatever your, floats your boat, I don't care. Um, just buy what makes you happy and makes your job as a photographer as easy as possible. On the same vein of, you know, photographers who like to complain, they like to jump on this bandwagon of instantly complaining about every little bit of news they hear. Um, Adobe has dropped support for older versions of Windows and Mac OS. Just announced today, Adobe is dropping their system requirements for Photoshop, Lightroom Classic, Bridge, and Camera Raw. Uh, on the Windows side, they're dropping support for Windows 8.1 and Windows 10 release version 15.11 and 16.07, which were two of the first three builds that they released. Um, Oddly, though, they're going to continue supporting Windows 7 with Service Pack 1, um, which is really kind of unusual. 
usually a company will drop support for an older version of an operating system because just the the expense of maintaining older APIs. So newer APIs are available in newer operating systems. They usually have better security. They might have more features or more efficient, faster, you name it. There's a lot of benefits to using newer APIs, but if you use solely the newer APIs, it sort of truncates support for older computers. Um, I don't have the dates in front of me, but I know Windows 7, uh, or at least Windows 8.1 was released around 2012, and Windows 10 came out three years ago, but those two earlier builds of Windows 10 sort of bring the cutoff up to about two years ago uh, is the age of the oldest Windows you can use except for Windows 7, which goes back even older than 2012. Um, So it's kind of weird that there's this middle two operating system versions that are excluded from their support. Uh, I'd love to hear a technical explanation, but that's just to sort of nerd out on. You know, and then people are freaking out, oh, you're, you're abandoning your users. And I don't think it's really that valid of an argument, only because those computers are really old and they'd run Lightroom and Photoshop terribly anyway. And if the computers can run Windows 7 well enough, they could have gotten... They could have taken advantage of that free Windows 10 upgrade that Microsoft offered for nearly a year. They could have upgraded completely free to Windows 10. From there, Windows 10 has been upgraded continuously up to the latest version. So if you have Windows 10, there's no reason you should be on those older build numbers anyway. The updates have gone really smooth for me. Windows 10 has been a smooth transition. It runs just as well as Windows 7 would on the same hardware, in my opinion. Uh, so again, more false outrage. Uh, Mac OS I'm less familiar with because I'm not a Mac user. Um, but El Capitan is fairly old. From what I read, the, mo- the macOS version that they do support and newer is six years old and newer. So, so on the Mac side, it's just like the Windows side. If you have a computer that can run Photoshop well, uh, it's going to have the new enough macOS version. Again, and again, this is all for future releases. Whatever's released today still supports it, and it's always going to be that way. If you don't want to upgrade it anymore, you can stay on what you've got and call it good. But uh, I guess the next future release will drop support for these older operating systems. And I think it's cool that Adobe's giving us a heads up now so that you can prepare for it before it gets here. And uh, go ahead, upgrade your computer. It's not a bad idea. And to wrap up this episode, did you guys hear about Susan? You know, Susan, the bride, well, the bride-to-be, that asked each of her guests to pay $1,500 to attend her wedding? Yep, it's real. Yep, so basically this... Uh, bride-to-be went on this epic rant on Facebook because she ended up canceling her wedding, canceling off her marriage altogether with her fiancé because one of the contingencies in being able to RSVP for the wedding was that you pay $1,500 to help them pay for their, you know, blowout wedding, as she called it. She goes on this long, epic backstory about going to college, meeting her boyfriend, getting pregnant, having this baby, and then they decide to get married and actually consult a psychic about what kind of uh, wedding package they should go, the big one or the the normal one. And the psychic advised them to get the more expensive. I'm sorry for laughing because it's just so ridiculous. But the psychic actually told them to go for the big one. So they said, screw it. Let's go all out. She makes the case that she just wanted to be a Kardashian for a day. But to her dismay, only eight people RSVP'd. You know, shame on them, you know. (laughs) She went on and on and on about how they were being selfish. And it was just, you know, it was totally reasonable to pay her to go to her wedding so that she could live like a Kardashian. It's absolutely, the selfishness is unbelievable. It's pretty crazy to me. And so uh, 
her fiance, you know, after only getting eight RSVPs and a few thousand dollars from those people, her fiance said, well, why don't we just, you know, live within our budget and go get married in Vegas? And that's when she completely flipped her lid, I think. She she accused her fiance of thinking she was a hooker, that she was trash and not worth going to spend $60,000 in a destination wedding in Aruba, which is expensive enough as it is. I mean, all of her guests would have to fly down there and got in a hotel and just all the accommodations for her guests would have been crazy all by itself, let alone the $1,500, you know, covered charge to get in the door, so to speak. But uh, needless to say, she's going to go take two months backpacking through South America without her children, apparently, you know, to deal with the emotional stress. And I just think it's completely crazy that she would even, you know, be so selfish and expect this from her family and her friends. So don't be Susan. That should be a meme. Don't be Susan. So thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Catch you on the next one. (laughs) 